You're listening to the Brilliant Breakthroughs Podcast, episode number 39 with Maggie Boggan. Hi, business owners. Welcome to the Brilliant Breakthroughs Podcast, where we focus on on creating brilliant breakthroughs for the small business owner. FYI, that's also the name of the number one Amazon best-selling book for small business and entrepreneurship. The good news is you can find this book in paperback and in e-form too. Just so you know which one it is on Amazon, Brilliant Breakthroughs for the Small Business Owner. Fresh perspectives on profitability, people, productivity, and finding peace in your business. Hi, rock stars. My name is Nancy Lucchese of Unleashed Mobile Apps, and I'm your podcast host today. We're honored to have Maggie Mongang, number one Amazon bestselling author and anthology leader of this fine book, with us to talk to you about your business's profitability performance, being supported by some unconventional wisdom, sharing that delivers unconventional results. Welcome, Maggie. Well, hi, Nancy. Thanks for having me here today. I'm really excited to be sharing. We are excited to hear what you have to say, Maggie. And just so everybody knows, Maggie's chapter is the first one and is titled Simplify Small Business Success in the 21st Century. Maggie, you covered a lot of ground in your chapter, while at the same time, you only scratched the surface on the challenges small business owners face. You offer some great information in the book's intro and the first chapter. Maybe it'd be a good idea to help our listeners learn some really basic and interesting stuff about you and your business. You ready? (laughs) Uh, I guess so. (laughs) Okay. Bring it on. All right. Well, the first thing that popped into my head and something that I've always been curious about, Maggie, what do you do? Oh, well, I don't do magic, but some people think I do. <laughs> I think you do. Okay. So let me let me start in a place that will be understood. I'm a master business coach, and I train small business owners and their teams. So what I really do is I help seriously committed and growth-focused small business owners streamline their strategies and align their actions so they can build You ready for this? A profitable and a peace-filled business. And I help them create a new way of doing business that works for them. How do you like that? (laughs) I like that, especially the peace part. I think we all run so high octane all the time and it's go, go, go that we forget about the peace because that's what brings us the pleasure within our our business. So I'm, I'm really curious at this point. Why? Why do you do it? I, I, I think what you do is fascinating, but why? <laughs> okay, well, there's two reasons. And I'll start with the initial reason why I started my business. 15 plus years ago, um, I resigned my corporate position. I had read the book, Blue Ocean Strategy. And I realized that even though I was highly successful at what I was doing, I had an excellent organization that I worked for. My boss was extremely wonderful. It wasn't a right fit anymore. I had grown in a different direction. 
Mm -hmm. And, and it was really hard for me because I was at the top of my game and I, I just knew it wasn't a fit anymore. And it, the hard part was it was a fit for a really long time. So I, I struggled a lot and I probably should have left earlier than what I did um, because I, you know, I resisted it. I tried to find ways to make it work. Hindsight, you know, said eh, probably should have gone earlier. But when I resigned, I remember going to um, the boss and maybe I should tell everybody what I specialized in. That'll make more sense. Um, I was an executive recruiter and I was the nation's go-to for continuous improvement in the manufacturing section. So I helped companies find change agents to bring about better processes for their organization and um, had a blast doing it. So I specialized in finding and placing change agents. And oh, that's interesting. Yeah, it really is. It, it, you know, it took me like another 10 years to realize I was so good at it because I myself was one. <laughs> there you go. There you go. And aren't most small business owners change agents of some form? Most of them are. Yeah. So, so thank you for acknowledging that because that is a very important part of what I do because change agents make change happen. They're not just for change. They are the change. Mm -hmm. And then they have to figure out how to implement the change that they know is possible. So here I am doing that. And now I'm not. And, the, and when I gave um, my boss my resignation, he said, I really don't like seeing this, but what are you going to do? And I said, well, I'm going to take all of what I've learned working for all these corporations and, and the mom and pops, and I'm going to take it and bring it down to a practical level for small businesses so they can have the same competitive advantage that corporations do, but at a fraction of the cost. And he smiled and he said, you will do well at that. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. that was my initial reason of why I started. Okay. Now, as I shared with you, I've been doing this for 15 years. So that was before coaching was really an industry and everything else, right? Right, right. But what it has become, my why has become that today there's a real disconnect in small business. There's a gap in understanding what it truly takes to make a successful business happen. And that gap is one of expectations and deliverables. and um, I guess I should just say, let me explain this out because it'll make more sense once I explain it. If you want to, if you're a business owner and you want to make a certain level of business, that's um, growth, your potential of finances, visibility, things like that, you need to regularly function at a higher level to attain a higher level goal. But what happens so often, I see over the last 15 years is everybody has this really great grandiose vision, but they're not regularly functioning at the level that they need to, to achieve those goals. And then the small business owners and entrepreneurs forget that it's that consistent and repetitive action that will drive the right results. If they're taking the right actions, that's another story. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> too many, 
um, too many small business owners are leaving their businesses success to chance because there's this gap and they get frustrated and then they quit. They just quit their business. And then they say, oftentimes you'll hear them say, oh, the business failed. When in reality, it was they who failed their business. And, you know, I will share business isn't easy at times, but it can be simple. And I help small business owners figure out how to simplify their business success. That's it. That's why I do what I do, because they don't need to bang their head up against the wall. I did that too long. And, you know, that, that's a powerful get up in the morning without a question. And, and I think a lot of small business owners were at one time in some form or another in the corporate space. And I, I think they can relate to what you had gone through and the frustrations. And sometimes I think they carry that into their business of still thinking they have to be that corporate in their small business and how they can find peace in doing that. So with that, I, I really think that there's probably a large number of people who should be engaging with you, but, but who in particular do you think should be engaging with you? Well, that is actually a very simple answer. Small business owners and entrepreneurs, some people see themselves as one or the other, and I'm okay with that, almost. <laughs> because we have to remember we're building a business, but it's the people who really wanna go ahead and start their business in the right way or clean it up. Maybe they've been playing and now they realize, oh, this is what I'm really supposed to be doing. That person needs to go back and revamp their foundation. And so what you're saying is it's not too late, even though I've been doing things for a certain way for a certain time, I can be my own change agent? Yes? Is that yeah, what you're saying? Completely, thank you. That was spot on. You did good. Um, so there, the, it just happens all the time. Back in 2008, I had to do a shift because I was first serving executives and small businesses. And then when 2008 came, all the executives were let go. So I went straight small business at that point. But that involved me to be flexible enough to adapt to the circumstances and then move forward. Sometimes your cleanup happens from external circumstances, and other times it's internal where all of a sudden you're, you're in your industry or your expertise and you have an epiphany as to what's really needed and what's not being served up in your marketplace. So that's how you can do that cleanup and make that change. But sometimes we forget that we have to go back to the very beginning of the purpose, the vision, the mission, the ideal customer. But you don't have to do it in an arduous way. There's a different way you can do it. Um, so that, and then there's the, the other person who's the step up of like, I'm, I've been playing the game, I've been moving the performance needles in my business, I have great growth, but now I wanna own my marketplace. And that's a fun game to play. And, and it involves different strategies and techniques. So I help people out with that as well. So really, it's about what you wanna do and where you wanna go. And if you don't have a guide, then find one to help you get there. But, but, now I need to say and. 
Okay, the better word yes. is and, and I'm really tight on that with a lot of people. So I, I had to think, is this a but or an end? And it's an and. <laughs> yeah, and there's another type of person that would want to engage with me. And that is because it's the year 2018. Now that sounds weird because I was talking about a person and I'm talking about a time. But let me back up the bus and explain this. And Nancy, okay. I know you know where I'm going to take this, but be patient. Take away. Okay. So here it is. And as this is being recorded, it's year 2018, even though I know you'll be listening to it in future years to come. But we're already 18 years into this new century, and many small business owners are still functioning with strategies and tactics from the last century. Do you see that, Nancy? I do. I, I clearly see that. And isn't it painful because you know they're not helping themselves? Oh my gosh, yes. They're stuck. Yeah, they're, totally. they're, they're stuck and they, they need something to help bring them into the 21st century. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so here's the deal. The strategies and tactics, not all of them, but a lot of them that were used in the last century aren't effective like they once were. And here's an, a good example. If we look at marketing and sales, uh, we've done a complete 180 in the last 30 years. Mm -hmm. And what I mean is last century, we pushed marketing and we drove sales. Does that sound familiar? Oh my gosh, yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, we just pushed it out there. We brought, you know, today in social media, we'd say, you broadcast, you broadcast, you broadcast, and then you squeeze somebody into a yes. And, you know, um, the car sales industry gets a bad rap for that, right? Even though a lot of them have changed, we still say that. And, and that's okay. I don't want to say it because I don't want to belittle them. <laughs> but we all know what I'm talking about. We do so, very clearly. Yeah, so you know, it's that push, that drive. It's like, I can make anything happen, you know, today, today, today. In this century, the push approach has been rendered ineffective. I've been talking about this for, uh, well, 10, 15 years now in my blogs all this time. And in this century, what we need to be doing is focusing on pull marketing. Instead of pushing, we're pulling and um, our marketing tactics and strategies, as well as our sales to attract the right people to our businesses. So think of, of pulling as attracting and magnetizing. So there's none of that high pressure sales just seems to be working anymore. My husband, I got to share with you just this weekend, my husband went online to look at some carpet cleaners and he said, Oh, I've been hearing some like intense ads all over the place for this one company. So he went online and he checked it out and it was very funny watching this unfold. And he's like, Hey, they have 900 great reviews and Oh, about 2000 really bad ones. And I said, well, take out half of each of those and find the middle ground. And he's like, okay, fine. And then he's like, Whoa. And all of the negative reviews really reflected what's, I, I don't know this if this is statistically factual or not, but it seems very common that the number one complaint that customers have when they're doing reviews online is that they feel pressured into sales. And that's because 
their sale is being pushed upon them instead of allowing them to be attracted to what's right and appropriate for them. So there's this big shift in how business used to be done to how it's being done today. And today it's more about honoring and respecting both your business and your customer. And to me, those are some great examples of how business has shifted into the 21st century. We don't tolerate poor behavior anymore. And if we're doing it, we need to stop it and find right. new ways to conduct business better. So that's some of the things that I also help my clients with and um, why they should be engaging. If they don't know what the new ways are, and that can be tech, that could be systems, tactics, um, productivity, it doesn't matter. It helps them get a grip as to, oh, this is how it should look versus how we knew it used to look. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's a big one. And yeah, I and see that too. I, I do. And, and isn't it now, it used to be if you, the business owner, goes and finds your client, makes your presentation, it's a sale. But if they come to you, you're the expert and it's a much better, longer lasting relationship because they chose to work with you. So you, you put all this great information out there, all these magnets, if you will, reasons for people to be attracted to you. Mm -hmm. And then it's a, it's a much better relationship. Absolutely. And to validate that even further, Nancy, um, I've been blogging for uh, seven years now. I have, mm -hmm. I have uh, in this particular blog on my site, I have almost a thousand posts there. With another one, I have well over that. And each one's like a coaching or training session onto itself. And I tell people when they're like, oh, hey, I want to meet with you or something. Uh, okay, fine. I said, go check out my blog because they're going to get a flavor of who I am. Mm -hmm and what I think is important, and they'll get to know my personality and my approach. And that's one of my magnets. And lo and behold, it took me a really long time to figure this out. I would walk into that appointment after I had told them to do this, and I was hired before I walked in the door, but I didn't know it. Right, you and it, viewed as the expert. Right, exactly. And it, it was funny because it was like around the eighth person that I finally put it together about what's going on. <laughs> and I was just doing a, a respectful thing like, hey, go check this out. You know, um, it'll give you an idea and we can talk and, and they would get to know me before we met because I didn't want it to be salesy when we met. Right, but right. I didn't know how powerful of a move that was that I was already hired before I walked in. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it works. So if some of our listeners want to learn a little bit more, they should really check out your blog and they probably could get a couple of their answers uh, to some of the questions that, they're, that they may have. And then they can reach out to you more. In fact, um, what, what do you find that your customers do get from working with you? What what value is, is there? What, what's the bling? The bling is <clears throat> um, they come to me for a couple different reasons, as I just shared with you earlier. But ultimately, they learn how to simplify their business success. And I've created some framework over the years, and it, it's called 
the four performance pillars for small business success. So we can take all that busyness, all those activities that you have to do, and we can boil it down to four things. So instead of wearing like 20 hats, they only have to put four hats on. And then all of a sudden they realize how connected they are. So we talk about things like um, how does profit impact your business and, and what is it that you really need to do to get profit the way they want to get profit, you know, the level of profit, I should say, and what makes sense for their particular marketplace because everybody's business is a little different. So we work on figuring out the sweet spot of that. And then we talk about people, you know, um, every business owner is a people. Our customers are people, our vendors are people, our web people, anybody that we outsource to is a person that we should be talking to, but we also have business allies. And learning how to strategically develop your business allies is an important part of that second performance pillar. And then we move into the one that everybody feels like they're really squeezed on, which is productivity. Um, a lot of people call it time management, but it's not. We can't manage time. There's just 24 hours, period. But we can manage our productivity. And there's a lot of things that you can do with that, um, like develop cushion around your appointments. Give yourself a breather and play with it that way and do experiments with how you schedule your activities. And then the fourth one you started out talking about right at the very beginning, which was peace, finding peace in your business. Um, it, I find it fascinating that we all want more peace in our life and yet we don't, and we spend most of our hours of the week working, if you're like most people, mm -hmm. and yet we don't think, um, I, we don't significantly put a great deal of thought around how to create peace in our business. That's probably the best way to say it. So there, there comes a simple awareness of how do you do that? Well, lead your business and focus on your self-leadership and self-management. Experiment with what you can do differently to get different results. And work on your core values. If you know what your core values are, you can prioritize your life and your business very quickly and the two of them into a beautiful balancing act. But most people won't take the time to slow down to do that and accelerate their success. Mm. So it, it's, it's a little different, but that's what my customers get when they work with me. They get all sorts of goodies. And the, the cool thing is they all interface with each other. They're not in silos. Right, they, they, they definitely harmonize. Now we um, touch on these four pillars in the book. Um, yeah, in, in, in the number one Amazon bestseller that, uh, that you, really were the anthology leader on. Um, so people wanted to kind of get just a little bit of a taste for what that is. Uh, that would be a good resource, wouldn't you say? I think it would be a great place to start. It's located in the introduction and I, ex I start to explain it in the introduction. And then in the first chapter, we go into explaining it further as to how it actually can be applied to your business. Excellent, so, excellent. Yes. And that's, so the, making, that's the 2017 version of the book that has a blue cover on it, just so everybody knows, because the one for 2018 is going to have a different color. <laughs> oh, excellent, excellent. Yes, yes, because this is a series, because business is evolving, 
and growing. Yes. So mm-hmm. we're going to continue to move that through. Perfect. Perfect. And, um, you know, I know I'd like to know, I'm hoping a few other listeners out there would as well, what is the best way to contact you? Because I certainly would want to learn more. Okay. Well, this is very simple. There's two ways. The first one is my website, which is brilliantbreakthroughs.com. And I'll say that again, brilliantbreakthroughs. And that, that's with an S. We'll let you have more than one breakthrough. <laughs> and as, as we're speaking, my site's actually going through a really big facelift and a new layout. So please be patient. It might look a little like, well, how come this looks really cool and this stuff looks archaic? Well, that's because we're going through that facelift. Uh, the other way, and, and on there, just so you know, I have all my podcast uh, podcasts. Did I just say podcast? Oh, that's you funny. Did. All, you my, did. all my blog posts are there. It's free training. Go ahead, sign up for that. You'll love it. And it'll just come to your e- email uh, twice a week, and you'll just go, wow, this is cool stuff. I can apply right away. But the other way you can get a hold of me is by going to our mobile app, Brilliant biz book brilliant biz book all capital b's with no spaces between those words and you can find me and our whole author team there all our podcasts all of our blogs our events all about the book you can even click to purchase the book right from there as well so brilliant biz book as an app hey there's an app for that <laughs> so, said the app it, mama <laughs> exactly exactly okay so we're we're kind of coming towards the end here real yep. quick let's give them three quick tips for small business owners to always remember get ready go got it slow down to accelerate <laughs> Ooh, interesting yeah yeah Slow down to accelerate. This is not new. I talk about it, I think, in every podcast we've done so far. So if you want to know more, go back and listen to some of the other ones. It's one of my favorite quotes of mine. And the second quick tip is lead your business where you want it to go. And if you need guide because you're taking it to uncharted territory, get the guide to help you go there. Ah, yes. Hire the professional. Mm-hmm. Yes, because they can smell a train wreck coming down the tracks before you even know it's there. So they're worth it. The third quick tip is be more intentional with your strategies and your day-to-day activities as you plan them. Oh, very good. Very, very good. Those are awesome. In fact, I believe I will be implementing those myself. Coolio. So- Thank you, Maggie. Really, really do appreciate it. So, hey, listeners, this is how you can learn more and engage with the number one best-selling author, Maggie Mongang. Start by reading chapter one in the book, Brilliant Breakthroughs for the Small Business Owner. And gift your business's performance by accepting the invitation to simplify your small business success. Maggie is offering you on her author's page at the end of the chapter a nice little offer to be able to simplify your business. Plus there's all sorts of handles on different social media sites for you to connect with on with Maggie as well. Um, And that's really, really cool. Here's some extras right now. You can see everything about the book and how to get a hold of it and Maggie by going to the books app 
Brilliant Biz Book. That's all capital B's with no spaces. Brilliant Biz Book. It's on both the Apple Store and the Android Store. Click on Ask an Expert and you'll see Maggie's name. Click on it, type in your question, and she'll reply back to you. Now, how's that for a bonus? And thanks for your time and wisdom sharing today, Maggie. Oh, thank you, Nancy. It was fun sharing, and I hope that somebody gains great benefit from it. It was a lot of fun, and I know I've gained, so I hope everybody else does too. And listeners, we appreciate you listening to the Brilliant Breakthroughs podcast, where you learn how to create more brilliant breakthroughs for your small business. Shine brightly until next week.